0: Hey, I know, I'll use my trusty frying pan as a drying pan.
1: everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Out of the Drying Pan, a Pokemon the Series podcast, where each week we discuss two episodes of the Pokemon series, the anime, or whatever else comes to our minds. I am joined this week by my host, co-host. If you want to host, Austin, please be my guest, because I don't do it. You
0: volunteered. I know.
1: Okay. Yeah. As you can probably tell, it's just me and Austin again this week. (laughs) We're already off to a great start. So, hi, Austin.
0: Hi, does my hair up like this make me look like a bad boy? Yeah. Like an Edward Cullen type?
1: Oh, do you want, is that a bad boy? Is Edward Cullen a bad boy?
0: I think he was supposed to be, but like the Mormonism wouldn't let him.
1: Oh, right. Okay. Who's more of a stereotypical quote unquote bad boy, Jacob or Edward?
0: <sighs> Jacob would probably have fucked her, but oh my, Edward would not. I haven't so said Jacob.
1: okay, er breaks I haven't said we're an E for explicit podcast. So just so you're all aware, if it wasn't already clear, <laughs> we're an E for explicit podcast. So Jacob would've fucked her.
0: <laughs> right. Not Jacob, our our friend Jacob.
1: Oh right. Yeah, not that Jacob. The the fake fictitious Jacob from the Twilight series.
0: Taylor Lott, her. Oh my god, I have a story about that.
1: Can I just, before you tell your story, can I just say, I feel really bad for him. Okay. Like, over the summer, or was it last summer, I can't remember if I even talked about this, but I watched the Twilight movies.
0: You mentioned it on the podcast, and we made fun of, (laughs) we made fun of them for a while.
1: I think, okay, yeah, I remember that now. But it was on HBO or something, I can't remember, and I was like, you know what, I was overcome. I'm like, let me just watch the movies. I had watched Hunger Games, I was feeling the the mid-2000s nostalgia so I like, oh, i watch the Twilight movies. Well, after that, watching it now, not as a teenager, like as an adult person, I just feel so bad for them because they were young. Like Taylor Lautner was 16, I think, when he did those movies. He was a child and they had him get all like sexualized and buff. It was, the whole thing was unfortunate. And I read articles afterwards of how it impacted him like psychologically because you had a bunch of adult women sexualizing him, hypersexualizing him. And he basically went into, like, recluse mode after because he couldn't deal with that level of sexual scrutiny.
0: Objectification.
1: Yeah, that. thank you, that's the word. And basically, he hasn't really done anything else since then, and I don't really blame him, but... Anyway, what was your story? <laughs>
0: uh, well, in this story, I want to clarify that we were also 16 at the time.
1: Okay, but that's not as bad. That's not creepy. No, no
0: that's not creepy because teens are supposed to have teen idols... That's just the nature of life.
1: Are, are right? we supposed to have teen idols or is that just a creation of society? Construct?
0: Point to me at a generation in the modern post-World War II times okay. uh, when we did not have teen idols.
1: Okay, that's... It's fair. I'm not saying that I necessarily agree with it, but it's uh, I can see where you're coming from.
0: It's just the nature of the thing. Yeah. All right. So Leslie and I had a running gag. Sure. That she said she was going to marry Taylor Lautner or whatever. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, Or man. something like that. Okay. Something silly. Next
1: time I have to see her, I have to give her a shit for that. Okay.
0: Or something like that. And I, like, interjected and I was like, not if I marry him first. So then we had, like, a running joke. And this is just a joke, obviously, over fighting for him or something like that. Sure. Because this was, like, peak Twilight era. Oh, boy. This eventually led to her buying me a t-shirt from Hot Topic Of a screen grab from a Twilight movie of Taylor Lautner, like, half naked, which I had to wear to school for one day.
1: Was that, like, on a dare?
0: I don't even remember what the logic of it was.
1: God, if I could only know you guys, go back in time and know you guys during this time.
0: (laughs) You met us, like, only a couple years later.
1: I know, but I missed all the action. Damn it.
0: So yeah, eventually that shirt got retired to the bottom of my closet somewhere where it mysteriously vanished and I never saw it again.
1: Did it go into the portal to hell in your basement?
0: I'm sure my mom probably found it and was like, well, this is going in the trash.
1: Well, hopefully whoever got it, if it went to a donation pile somewhere, whoever out there is has Austin's old Taylor Lautner Jacob shirt,
0: we hope you enjoy. It was like the tackiest thing in the world.
1: Come on, don't lie. You loved it secretly
0: no it really was <laughs> ironic i swear to god
1: okay sure god hot topic in the mid-2000s that brings back some memories for me
0: this would have been late 2000s but yeah
1: <sighs> it's okay i i i feel better knowing that i was a party and witness to the great twilight movie incident of 2011 whatever, whatever that
0: was <laughs> yes yes
1: which, if you're not familiar with when we talked about that on the podcast, that was when Austin, a college roommate at the time, and me went to see Twilight in theaters in our college town, and it was an absolute insane <laughs> disaster, and Austin got pushed up against the- lifted off the ground, and Austin yes. is, is a tall male, and this was a sea of like teenage girls- and got lifted off the ground physically and slammed into a glass wall
0: where i stayed for at least a good 45 seconds
1: yeah elevated (laughs) in the air austin was crushed by a mob of people and it wasn't funny i mean it was funny but now no it was funny it It was
0: hilarious as it was happening
1: i'm glad you weren't hurt though because that looking back i'm like that was kind of a dangerous situation
0: what if that's how i died
1: could you imagine that would be horrible
0: Oh my gosh. I miss going to Black Friday now that I think about it. Okay.
1: God, okay. Yeah. Well, no, you don't. You don't. You don't secretly miss that. That's horrible.
0: I don't miss the impact it had on retail workers. Yeah. We we would go to Black Friday just to see the chaos, just to watch it go down.
1: You know, honestly, a lot of... And I'm I'm glad for this because we both are people who have worked in retail in the past. And a lot of companies have shied away from that. They have definitely toned it down. I can definitely agree with how much of a relief that is as a consumer and also as a former retail worker
0: Mm -hmm. well it's moved online primarily and it's also over the course of several weeks and not just one afternoon
1: yeah that's true they kind of do these pre-black friday sales
0: right and apparently all these companies now have a, a surplus of inventory for all for a lot of products Because guess what? When people have less money and everything is more expensive, people buy less stuff.
1: Surprise, surprise. Funny how that works. Who
0: would have thought?
1: You know, but honestly, here's a tip if you weren't already aware. Just the tip. Just the tip. Keep an eye on prices for something. Like If you're eyeing a specific product, keep an eye on that product in the weeks leading up to Black Friday and see if that price goes up, even incrementally, just a little bit, in the weeks leading up. And then see the discount on Black Friday and see if it's, like, technically the original price. Mm. Like, did they just artificially raise it to think you're getting a deal on that day as the sale? Or is it actually a good deal? Food for thought. Anyway, so I know we just recorded, like, in real life. We just recorded yesterday, Austin, but... Two days ago. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Two days ago. I don't even know what day it is anymore. But has anything interesting happened to you? We like to do a segment called Week Talk where we talk about our weeks. But it hasn't been a week, so have you done anything fun in two days?
0: I haven't done anything fun in ten years.
1: Oh, well, that's kind of sad, because we hang out all the time.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, right. What have I been up to? Uh, Nothing. It's October. I'm still watching scary shit.
1: How's that going?
0: Mm, Nothing really standing out.
1: We did talk about how we watched Killer Clowns from Outer Space, right? Yes, yes. Okay. So, nothing has topped Killer Clowns so far.
0: Okay, I got one. This is... Everyone gave shit to the Peacock movie, They Slash Them.
1: I've never heard of it.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like a slasher film set at a gay conversion therapy camp. Okay. So I don't know. It wasn't, you know, the most amazing movie I've ever seen in my life. But I thought it was very cute. It's not the right word. It was very self-affirming. How about that? Okay. It didn't have the most concise messaging in the world, nor was it objectively a great slasher. But it was it was underrated. How about that?
1: So you overall enjoyed the film? Yes. Okay. I do have a question. You sent me a screenshot of, or like a video clip of a movie where the girl was being dragged underneath the car by the crazy guy yes. with a butcher knife. What movie was that? Uh,
0: intruder. Intruder.
1: Okay, it's it's not. It wasn't like scary. It was obviously a very campy, what like eighties horror movie.
0: Yeah, I think eighties. Okay, that's the one set at a grocery store, and they're on the night <laughs> graveyard shift, which is what the movie should have been called: is graveyard shift.
1: The graveyard shift.
0: See, also a hash slinging slasher.
1: <laughs> that's the vibe I got. It wasn't scary at all.
0: Well, the music that was played throughout the movie was clearly a public library soundtrack because they play music in Spongebob in the movie.
1: (laughs) That's the, uh, the, uh, for public use sound directory. Some sort
0: of sound archive somewhere. Yeah.
1: What's next on your list?
0: I don't know. I'm kind of go with the flow.
1: Cool. Cool. I guess since Jacob's not here, what did I do? I am going to watch all the don't hug me I'm scared videos leading into the new TV show.
0: Oh, you're re-watching the YouTube show. Yes. Series. That is oh. what I'm doing. Okay. I
1: need context. And then I'm gonna watch the two hours of T V episodes that have come out.
0: Which we can totally watch um, legally streaming because we are residents of the United Kingdom. That's something we can do. Totally. We're not we're not breaking the law at all. Not at all. Yep.
1: Didn't you know we're British? Of Eventually. course. Actually. <laughs> So that's what I've been doing.
0: We have some downloads in London and some various other places. Oh,
1: shout out to the Great our, Britain. our friends across the pond. Shout out to all of our friends. How about that? Not just the friends our across friends. the pond.
0: <laughs> Not listeners, our friends. They are our
1: friends. They spend... You know what? If you're a recurring listener and spend time with us every week, we applaud you and appreciate you.
0: And we would applaud you even more if you left five stars in a review.
1: Austin's all about those
0: reviews. I am.
1: And... Reach out to us on our social media, which I will plug at the end of our episode, as we always do.
0: I'll plug it right now. It's oh out of drying pan on Twitter and out of the drying pan at gmail.com for email.
1: And if you didn't catch that, just wait till the end of the episode and I'll say it again.
0: While I play music way too loud and you can't hear what we're saying.
1: Exactly. to talk about Pokemon. So Austin, tell us what episodes are we going to be talking about this week?
0: Viva Las Vegas. Oh wait, sorry. Viva Las Las Lapras Lapras. and the Underground Roundup.
1: Okay. Yeah, these were, these were a pair of
0: episodes. How about that? I like these episodes.
1: I liked the Underground episode.
0: That was much better. Much better.
1: Okay. Yeah. Lapras. All right, but that's okay because we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it. So how do you want to do this?
0: Rock paper scissors. Okay,
1: we're gonna do a rock paper scissors because usually, when it's me, Austin, and Jacob, hold on, I have to give some context.
0: I hear a lot of context and not a lot of rock paper scissoring.
1: Oh my! You were just waiting. You were yeah, I was.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, but for the for our first time listeners or anyone who's forgotten, usually it's three of us, so we do a randomizer and we decide who does the thirty second summary where we summarize the episode. And then who talks about the remaining two episodes? Austin's doing a lewd gesture with some scissor hands. And <laughs> that's how we decide. But because there's only two of us, we're going to rock, paper, scissors for who does the 30 seconds for the first episode. Best two okay. out of three, or should we just do this one? One. Okay. Are we doing rock, paper, scissors, shoot? We're doing rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Okay.
0: We're playing by the official rock, paper, scissors rules set by the tournament.
1: Okay. The tournament.
0: Uh, <laughs> l- rules. <laughs>
1: The Rock Paper Scissors Tournament of America. Okay.
0: Rock, paper, scissors. Shoot.
1: You did that late. Oh, you were such no, a cheater. No, you did that late. Okay,
0: cheater, cheater, pumpkin eater. No, you did it late.
1: Okay. All right. One more oh, time. Oh God. Rock. Rock. Paper. Paper.
0: Scissors. scissors. Close your eyes
1: and do it. We both. We did, both rock. did rock. Okay. Okay. All right. We'll do the close your eyes things again. Okay. Ready? Go. Okay. Rock. Rock. Paper. Paper.
0: Scissors. Scissors. Shoot. Shoot.
1: God damn okay, it. I got
0: paper. I got right. Okay, so I guess I do the summary and you do the, the full thing.
1: Okay, fine. Damn, you got the better episode. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Shit. All right, go. All right, wait. Oh, Shit.
0: Okay. Okay, so Lapras is Wait, oh God, re- I'm
1: not timing you
0: down. <laughs>
1: <Okay>. <laughs> Let me get to the thirty seconds. Hold on. We got ten more seconds to go.
0: Oh my god, we need Jacob. Jacob, what the fuck come is this? back.
1: Jesus Christ. We can't do this without you. Alright, three, <laughs> two. Go!
0: Lapras is reunited with its family slash clan, but they reject Lapras because Laprases are assholes. But actually it's because they're being pursued by the evil Captain Crook and his pirate scum. So Misty and Ash jump to the rescue and defeat the pirates and, I don't know, tie them up. And then uh, Lapras is reunited with its family and now the Lapras' mother wants to see its child. And then Lapras leaves forever, except when it comes back.
1: Okay. That seemed like a really long 30 seconds.
0: No, it didn't. It was the fastest 30 seconds of my life. Really?
1: I felt like we were kind of dragging on and on. Okay. All right. Oh, Jesus. Let's talk about this. There's really not much to say. Austin got the better episode, but I'll try my best. So, in this episode, we depart from our well mannered hero that we got in Electric Tail, and we return to our egotistical Ash that we all know and love. Too bad. He's spending all his time riding around on Lapras, poor Lapras, you know, having to slog through the ocean while Ash is just staring at his trophy on its back. When all of a sudden, Lapras is overcome and has to make a quick U-turn and swim through the ocean at mock speed until he gets to a pod of Lapras.
0: Oh, a pod of Lapras? Is
1: it a pod? What do we call a pod of Lapras?
0: A school of Lapras?
1: That's like a fish thing. Laprases are mammals, right?
0: What are Lapras? Are they like the Loch Ness Monster, but a mammal? They look like they have hair on their head. They do? Don't they? They have like the swirly hairdo.
1: They have like a swirly protrusion.
0: I thought that was supposed to be like a hairy orifice. Ew! I don't know what words I'm saying. An
1: orifice? That's disgusting.
0: Lapras is not one of God's creatures. That's the conclusion.
1: Okay. Lapras is the closest thing we have to a dolphin, I guess, at this point. So... Ooh, I know. It's like a plesiosaur.
0: Which is a reptile.
1: But, but these are mammals. Sure. But it's got the big fins.
0: Convergent evolution.
1: Okay. So we see the Lapras pod. I'm just going to call him pod. And then we get our Lapras origin flashback sequence, which as we remember, it was because we found Lapras being abused on a beach.
0: By crabbies.
1: Well, yeah. Depending on what ver- what reality you're in. It was either a group of hooligans beating it to death or a bunch of crabbies trying to eat it on the beach. I don't know. I preferred the crabby attack because I feel like that would be more like circle of life. Anyway, so Lapras calls out to the pod, its family, but it's cruelly ignored. All except for one Lapras who clearly is a female mother Lapras who tries to swim back to her baby, but is herded forward by the rest of the pod, who is like, no.
0: Laprases are awful.
1: Yeah, and Ash gets really mad. All the Twerps get really mad because they are awful. They're like, why are you being such fuckheads, Lapras? Like, can't you treat your own kind better than this? So they go back to the Pokemon Center, wherever they are, I have no idea. Some island. Some island. And they call up Professor Oak, who I'm sad, again, because... We had to leave behind the cool Professor Oak from the manga and we're back to our love to hate him.
0: You need to divorce these canons in your brain. I
1: know. I can't do it. They're
0: separate entities.
1: I'm stuck now. I'm stuck like in gear with Electric Tail and I can't go back.
0: No, no, no. Come back. Come back.
1: I'm sad because I have... This is
0: Pokemon the series.
1: (sighs) Okay. Clearly the iterations in the anime were better, but we work with what we've got. Anyway, they call up Oak and Oak tells him, yes you're right this is very unusual behavior for lapras because usually they're so nice and they love people but probably the reason why they're being like this is because they've been abused by humans and they're scared of us now
0: better leave your baby to fend for itself in that case
1: yeah with a bunch of humans on it (laughs) (laughs) anyway i guess they're i mean at the end of the day they're they're animals they don't know any better
0: but Lapras they always say are super smart because they remember Laprases can understand human language.
1: Oh, that's right. If you recall, we had the Christmas episode with the talking Lapras that we've never discussed again.
0: That that thing is back in the Christmas dimension where it belongs.
1: That's all right. I don't mind leaving it there. Well, these Lapras apparently have some kind of like lead poisoning or something, and they don't know. Wait, what? <laughs> they they have toxic chemicals in their heads. They don't know. Sure. they can't understand human speech. This is when our favorite character, Jenny, walks up. And Officer Jenny is like, yes, well, I know who's responsible for this. It's a bunch of pirates. These pirates look like they're out of a different anime, by the way.
0: They're from One Piece. Did One Piece, like, just recently start or something?
1: I thought One Piece was even before this, but I could be wrong. Okay. One Piece fans, please don't come at me. I'm not really sure.
0: The One Piece is real.
1: One Is it? Have they even found it yet?
0: I just know it's real. That's a meme.
1: Somebody who knows about One Piece, can you just at least tell me if they found the fucking treasure yet? Because that's all I really care about.
0: I just know it's real. I don't think they found it yet.
1: But then how do they know it's real?
0: Someone said it's real. Who said? I don't know. Like
1: a character or like a person?
0: I think a character, like a person, like a character person.
1: What the fuck is a character
0: person? (laughs) That was not a good sentence. Okay, moving on. Oh,
1: God. Okay. All right. Maybe we've got the lead poisoning. Ash is trying to explain to this Jenny who Team Rocket even is, because apparently she doesn't even know who Team Rocket is, which I guess that's par for the course for Jenny.
0: Jenny has been spending her days pursuing pirates. She doesn't have time for Team Rocket.
1: Okay. Oh, God. I guess this explains the whole, like, how come the different continents don't talk to each other and how come Professor Oak doesn't know about, like, Hoenn at this point? Like, who knows? Apparently the Jennies don't talk amongst each other. Ash starts blaming Team Rocket, saying, oh, yes, obviously it's the pirates, but also Team Rocket. And there's Team Rocket. They appear. They're in the hospital with a bunch of broken bones and stuff because they're also victims of the pirate attack. Why? I don't know. Okay. (laughs) Who knows? They leave. I'm not really – I didn't really pay too close attention to this part. They leave. I kind of again was getting used to not seeing them all the time in Electric Tail, but here they are. Every Alex, sorry, I'm bitter. Come back. I'm bitter. Come back to us.
0: Okay. Do you want Do you want to go write your own Electric Tail fan fiction instead? No. Okay.
1: Flash forward to the pirates, and are they're after the pot of Lapras. They are attacking them with. This was kind of cool. They have like this is the most stereotypical looking group of pirates you've ever seen.
0: Yeah, we didn't stress that enough. These are ahoy ladies. maybe uh, these are the pirates that ash thought brock had been kidnapped by that one time
1: oh my gosh you're right
0: these are like out of like treasure island or some shit
1: exactly these are they, you couldn't get more pirates of the caribbean if you tried
0: not okay not treasure island muppet treasure island
1: okay which i haven't seen
0: oh my gosh you missing out
1: i know austin keeps trying to sell me on the muppet movies but i don't know
0: well some of them
1: some of them So the pirates, okay, they're in, like, their stereotypical pirate ship with, like, the cannons popping out of the sides and everything, but they kind of do something cool. Instead of firing cannonballs out, they fire pokeballs out, which I thought they were going to use them to catch the Lapras, but they're actually pokeballs with tentacruel in them. Hmm. So they send out their tentacruel this way, which I thought was pretty extra, but whatever floats ya. Ha, whatever floats ya.
0: (laughs) What does that look? I'm just thinking about the logistics of these pirate people. Are these the only like like scurvy pirates we ever see other than like Team Aqua, who are more like real semi more realistic pirates.
1: Are they realistic pirates?
0: Semi. I Archie semi. is the
1: Archie is the most ridiculous person I've ever seen.
0: Okay, he is in, in Omega Ruby off Sapphire, but not before that. Ooh,
1: because he's what, like buff and like sexy? No, that's not what
0: I was saying oh, at okay. all. <laughs> okay okay what what point am i trying to make what are you trying
1: to what are you trying to say to me here are these
0: like were these people born into the pirate lifestyle or did (laughs) they go down to like the spirit halloween and get pirate costumes and find a sailboat and like be like we're gonna be like pirates now
1: oh for a second i thought we got i was trying to think back to that one episode with the sunken ship but that guy wasn't really a pirate or was he with the ghastly
0: Oh yeah, or was was he was like pirate. captain,
1: captain,
0: captain champion,
1: captain champion. <laughs> I don't
0: know. <laughs> yeah, this guy wasn't a pirate. He was just a like a like a sailing enthusiast
1: <laughs> with bad hair. Yeah. Okay. Ash meanwhile is whipping out Dexter because he doesn't know what a tentacruel is, and I was like, Ash, do you not recall that one time where you were attacked by like a fifty foot tentacruel? Tracy decides. Instead of, like, using his cell phone. I guess they don't have cell phones.
0: When do they ever use a cell phone?
1: I wish they had cell phones. That would be much more convenient. So, and, but he doesn't, so he has to swan dive off of Lapras and announce that he's going to swim back to shore to go get Officer Jenny.
0: I have many questions about this.
1: I want you to elaborate, because I thought you might.
0: How far away are they from the shore that it'd be more convenient to take Meryl back to the shore to get Jenny?
1: Didn't we calculate how much distance they swam during the Christmas episode?
0: Oh, yeah. Okay. Thousands we ha- we can't of miles. Do that. We don't have time for that.
1: <laughs> I would guess that he's dozens of miles away from shore.
0: So Tracy sees pirates attacking and he says, you know what? I don't want to be here for this. And he just leaves with his little Meryl.
1: He nopes out. He's like, you got this. Bye. Yeah, basically. They're writing him out already.
0: What if we never saw Tracy again? What if he like went out to sea and he was gone?
1: Would we miss him? I'm not... So sure.
0: (laughs) It'd be hilarious.
1: What if Tracy got swooped up by pirates and became a pirate?
0: Why didn't that happen?
1: Captain Headband.
0: What if Tracy was a pirate in his past life? And the reason we met Lapras and Tracy at the same time is because these pirates attacked the Lapras pod... At Valencia Island, and they also made Tracy walk the plank because he <laughs> let a baby lapper get away. And that's why Tracy was there when they found the Lapras in the first place. And now Tracy is trying to not be spotted by the pirates because they'll kill him or something.
1: I like the cut of your jib, Austin, but okay. I think you're overthinking it. I am. It's all right. We're only going to have Tracy for, like, one more episode, so it doesn't matter. He's gone. Who cares? Ash decides to stupidly use a Thunderbolt in order to stop the Tentacruel. And kills basically all the Lapras and his own Lapras in the process. So Misty's like, okay, child, I've got this. Let me take over. And so she uses all her water Pokemon to blow holes in the side of the ship.
0: Whoa.
1: Blow hole? What?
0: All of a sudden, the, the water that Goldeen, Poliwag, Staryu, and Squirtle produce is at high enough water pressure to bust holes into wood. <laughs> That's terrifying. Maybe
1: it's really just, like, a paper mache looking thing.
0: Maybe. Maybe that's the case.
1: It's very poor quality. Obviously, they got their ship at, like, some discount. They stole it
0: from, a, like, a putt-putt. Yeah, like a putt-putt.
1: <laughs> exactly. Misty kind of has a weird, like, badass moment where she's single-handedly taking out the whole pirate crew. Meanwhile, Ash is leading the tenor crew away so that the other Lappers can escape. But this doesn't really go very well because he ends up ultimately surrounded on all sides by Tentacruel and gets his eardrums blown out by a group supersonic attack. This part was kind of scary because I guess I never considered Tentacruel's, like, mouth pincers.
0: What are the- are they, like, a beak?
1: It's supposed to be like a squid beak, a I guess. It's It's like a beak.
0: How does a Tentacruel eat? Does it have a mouth?
1: Maybe in that black- nebulous mass i have no idea it's supposed to be. you know how squids have beaks
0: right right
1: it's supposed to kind of be like a beak thing
0: but like really big like a pincer
1: but it's also maybe it doubles as like a pincer because it basically starts charging at ash
0: it's gonna impale him
1: yeah it like sticks its thingy out (laughs) it's like beak nose stinger and it's like swimming at him at like mock speed and it's about to kill lapras and impale it when all of a sudden, Mama Lapras flies in with a ice beam and saves their lives. So I kind of was curious to see how that pincer thing worked, but this isn't the uh, rated R Pokemon on HBO. Jenny then shows up, as she always does, at the end of all the...
0: Jenny was waiting, off, like, offshore, waiting for Ashton and Misty to resolve the problem before she and her naval fleet came in.
1: If they knew the pirates were attacking, why didn't they go with Ash and friends following behind in the yacht.
0: Were Ash and friends trying to find the pirates or the Lapras? I guess both. I guess they were pursuing them.
1: No, they were trying to find the Lapras because he explicitly says at one point, if we use the current to our advantage, we can catch the Lapras.
0: So Ash was going to try and convince the Lapras to take his Lapras with them so that Lapras could then be killed by these pirates. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yes. (laughs) Yes, <laughs>
0: because Ash is done with Lapras now and doesn't care about Lapras' fate.
1: Nobody, if he can't have Lapras, nobody can have Lapras. Apparently,
0: we can have Lapras on a plate for a del- delicious meal.
1: Do you think Lapras are like more flaky or more steaky?
0: Well, I don't know. If they're supposed to be like a mammal, like a large size aquatic mammal, what do whales taste like? I don't
1: know. I've never, I've never, I've never considered even even considering that. I haven't even considered considering it wait why do they hunt whales what do they hunt them for blubber oh okay well i don't know back in the day i think they hunted whales for like all kinds of stuff you know meat the whale oil the blubber the the tusks if they had tusks their teeth or whatever they used all the parts but i think now with like commercial whale hunting i know at least some islands do whale hunting for sport and it's a big controversy because what's the purpose
0: save the whales
1: I don't agree with that at all. I think whale hunting should be abolished.
0: Do whale hunters dress as pirates?
1: Maybe at least one has. Okay. So, Jenny's there at the end of all the drama, as she always is apt to do, because she doesn't want to actually do her job. Um, She apprehends Team Rocket and the pirates.
0: Oh, Team Rocket was also there.
1: Yeah, I forgot about that. There was like a whole montage of the Tenacruel chasing them, but it wasn't really of any consequence, so I kind of left that out. Anyway, then we get a very touching soft rock instrumental flashback montage where Ash remembers all the good times that he's had over the past 20 episodes with Lapras, and he's like, go on, get out of here, and smacks Lapras and sends it back to its group. He doesn't really smack it. Honestly, I don't know, because when I was watching the video, it cut out to black. Like, there was only audio, but it was like a black... Picture, so I'm like, I'm not really sure what's happening, and then it like flashed back on, and Lapras was like licking him, so I'm like, I'm not really sure what just happened in the five minutes that it was black, but okay.
0: Did Toshihiro Ono write this episode? Oh boy, okay, so they find a Lapras without a family right as they start going to the Orange Islands.
1: Convenient
0: Ash wins the Orange Islands trophy in the next day. They find the Lapras family that they had not been actively searching for the entire time. They just happen to run across it and get involved in a pirate's adventure. Yes. And then leave Lapras behind. Correct. What would have happened if they hadn't found this Lapras family? And, alternatively, what would have happened if they found the Lapras family any point earlier than this?
1: But you see, Austin, that's not conducive to the plot. Okay. So it could never have happened.
0: The Lapras family did not exist until Ash beat the Orange League, (laughs) and then they materialized into existence next to him. Exactly. Yes. Okay. Got it.
1: Yeah. Convenient plot device. Bye, Lapras. We don't need transport anymore through this island chain, so your job is done.
0: Even though we still got one more island.
1: That's okay, because they could have at any point used man-made transportation or stolen a rowboat, as we will see them do in the next episode. No, instead, they had to use a Pokemon, a baby, an infant, and subject it to hard labor and ferrying them around this island chain for dozens of episodes.
0: Bye, Lapras. It was nice to use you. Yeah. <laughs> not really get to know you very well.
1: But they love Lapras, like Misty says. Bye. We love you. We love what you did for us.
0: You were very convenient.
1: Yeah. Goodbye. And we never see it again.
0: Well, that's actually not true.
1: Oh, well, as of this point, we've never seen it again.
0: We never seen it again in the episode where we do no longer have it. Right. <laughs> okay.
1: All right, let's talk about our MVP and LVP. Who did we like the most and least this episode?
0: Oh shit, who goes first?
1: And the quote that had the most impact on us. Um, let's do our blind rock paper scissors again. Okay. All right. Rock, rock paper, paper, scissors. scissors. Shoot.
0: shoot. Okay, you go first.
1: So, am I doing all three things now first or what i'll do mvp lvp and quote am i doing is that what we're doing
0: yeah go for it all right we've always done it like that when have we ever not done it like that i'm so
1: thrown off my game right now you have no idea
0: (laughs) we (laughs) take two episodes off from doing pokemon anime episodes and you completely forget our format
1: okay mvp i'm gonna give it to um oh this is actually kind of difficult i'm gonna give it to misty shocker yes Because I appreciate how Misty was able to single-handedly take down an entire pirate boat and tie up an entire crew of grown men by herself. I don't know how she did it, but she did it.
0: It's like we pan away from Misty and then pan back and she has 10 men (laughs) (laughs) hogtied on the ground.
1: (laughs) I love it. I don't know how it happened. And I'm honestly, I think I appreciate the mystery of it all. So (laughs) Okay. LVP, I'm also torn, but I think I'm going to give it to Tracy for that bullshit yeah. swan dive he did off the of Lapras' back, <laughs> and then he fucked off for the whole episode, and honestly, I don't even remember him being there at the end. He was that forgettable, so <laughs> I'm sure he was there, but I don't think he says or does anything of any consequence, so fuck you, Tracy.
0: They've given up on Tracy.
1: Yeah, he's he's gone. He's done. And the quote, obviously, it's going to be... You already know the quote that I'm going to pick. It's when Ash and friends meet Jenny. She comes sauntering up to them. And Ash is like, pirates? Like, Captain Hook? And Jenny says, yes, but we call the lead captain Captain Crook. What the
0: fuck was that? (laughs) Jenny does not give a shit.
1: That's four kids just trying to fill in some lip flaps. I don't know.
0: What was... Okay. I always want to know
1: what they really say, but who knows? Your turn. <laughs> my
0: turn. Uh, You kind of took the good one. Sorry. Uh, My MVP will be, well, if Misty was taken, I'll give it to Polywag, Goldine and Staryu for <laughs> having, like, fire, hydrant, hose, water pressure abilities all of a sudden.
1: Did they, like, level up, like, 50 levels?
0: I don't know, but it was pretty cool.
1: Ugh, Yeah, that's the coolest they've, like, that's kind of sad, though. That's the coolest thing they've ever done was their two seconds they spent water gunning people.
0: Mm. I mean, I can understand why Misty would tie those people up. If you got hit with that water, you would possibly be killed.
1: Right, your skin would fly off.
0: You'd break bones. Yeah. So I gave a triple MVP to those three.
1: They deserve it.
0: I guess my LVP will be Jenny. Jenny for being on the take for this lappers hunting operation and not doing anything until she had no choice because Tracy had arrived and told her, the pirates are here. Yeah. She probably let the pirates go as soon as the twerps left. Let's be real. Those pirates were not pirates. They were undercover policemen working for Jenny. Were they? Yeah, Captain Crook.
1: Okay. God, they were just as inept then.
0: My quote. Okay. This is additional proof that Jenny is a corrupt police officer. Because contrary to what you said, she did know who Team Rocket was.
1: And how do we know that?
0: Because this is the exact dialogue I wrote down. This is the first time Team Rocket's mentioned in the episode. Okay. Ash says, this is exactly the kind of dirty, rotten scheme Team Rocket's always coming up with. And Jenny says, so tell me what you know about this Team Rocket trio. Mm-hmm. ash did not say there was a team rocket trio
1: oh my god
0: she knew exactly who he was talking about
1: oh my god what a catch what a catch <laughs> <laughs> you are so right god that bitch i can't believe she just <laughs> walked around she like...
0: knew all along she probably knew they were right there in the other room in full body casts
1: yeah exactly Her
0: police officer undercover pirate captain crook troop attack team rocket <laughs> So is
1: she really Captain Crook and he's, like, the stand-in?
0: I think Jenny's the real Captain Crook. Okay. She's the criminal mastermind of this operation.
1: God, we've unraveled the conspiracy.
0: For her laprous blubber op- uh, harvesting. Oh, Jesus. Syndicate.
1: <laughs> Can I subscribe to this? Because I feel like this is exactly how it really went down.
0: It is painful how easy it is to portray Jenny in this way.
1: <laughs> she sets herself up for this shit. I mean, like, it's just so blatantly obvious. And you know what? I want to give a complimentary MVP shout out to you because you caught that.
0: Yeah, I noticed that immediately.
1: Oh my God. Okay.
0: All right. (laughs) That's it. This
1: is why we do these deep dives into the Pokemon anime to uncover the corruption that is Officer Jenny. I'm
0: going to miss her when she appears less often.
1: I know. All right. Next up, we've got...
0: The Underground Roundup.
1: Okay. This is arguably the better episode.
0: This is inarguably the better episode.
1: Okay. Oh my god, I'm so rusty when it comes to 30 second summaries. I don't know how I'm going to do this.
0: You got to in 3, 2, oh god. 1. Go.
1: okay so ash and friends are ready to go back home to pallet town and they come across a bridge that says do not enter very dangerous and they're like let's go across it anyway but they can't because there's an explosion then they go to the town and discover it's all deserted and there's nothing there except a bolt orb and then they go out into the street and there's a bunch of electrodes that are exploding all around then they meet poncho honcho i'm not really sure what his name is who's obviously clint eastwood he's a diglet trainer he digs their way to victory and saves everyone from the explosions and nobody gets Killed
0: time, you did a lot of act one setup. Yeah, that's true. There <laughs> okay. was a lot,
1: there was a lot of setup for a, not a lot of like resolution.
0: These, this is funny because the Lapras episode kind of had to happen because we had to get rid of Lapras
1: for this to happen.
0: And then the next two episodes are gonna be the Pallet Town return, like table setting episodes, sure. right? This is the only episode that's purely doesn't need to happen,
1: but it happens,
0: but yet it's so fun. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I like this episode.
0: We finally got an Electrode and Voltorb episode, which we hadn't gotten previously. Really? They've appeared here and there, but I never. We've never had a Voltorb Electrode episode.
1: You know, honestly, I think they're cute, but I could have really done without the constant barrage of Electrode, Electrode, Electrode,
0: Electrode, electrode.
1: every other second.
0: I loved it. It was. I loved relentless. every second of it.
1: Oh God. Okay. All right. We'll talk about it.
0: We're on some island.
1: Hamlin?
0: Hamlin. Oh, we got to look up what kind of fruit that is.
1: What's a Hamlin?
0: I don't know. I didn't look it up.
1: Is it Hamlin? I had a hard time.
0: I wrote H-A-M-L-I-N.
1: Okay, that's also what I wrote, so.
0: I Google Hamlin and I find a baseball player.
1: Did you Google Hamlin fruit?
0: Hamlin orange is the most widely grown orange in Florida, according to Bulbapedia.
1: Sure, let's go with that.
0: I believe them. They're on one side of the island, which is connected to another island by, like, a drawbridge. No, what do you call those? A suspension bridge. Yeah. The sign says, do not cross, very dangerous. So Tracy says, well, let's cross it anyway. Stupid. So, <laughs> At which point the bridge explodes.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, serves you right for not paying attention to the signs.
0: And so the twerps, geniuses that they are, are like, but we can't get to Pallet Town without getting to the ferry on that island. Okay. Because. I'm sorry. Go on.
1: I'm sorry. Because as you're speaking, I was remembering the diagram that we get later when we meet the main guy and he's discussing the island and how he digs the underground. Whatever. We'll get there. So, okay. Imagine a bay. The one half of the, t- the island, like the town, is like in, situated in this bay. And then there's the suspension bridge and it, it goes out to a tinier, smaller, little mini island in the middle of the bay. So my question is why the ferry can't just leave from the main beach.
0: Okay, so surely they had to have gotten to this island through means of transport. But they need to get to the ferry, specifically on the smaller island in the bay that goes to Pallet But...
1: But the water surrounds... The, there's water... The, they could have built the pier on the main island. So I don't understand...
0: Well, I, there has to be a pier on the bigger island. Because the smaller island, it's closed off due to emergency situation. Right. Surely they've rerouted all the travel to the main island.
1: Yes. So, again, why is this even happening? Because...
0: So the twerps are like, well, let's go to the abandoned smaller island because that's where the ferry is, even though there's no one there to operate the ferry.
1: And also we find out that this island, if I if I heard and understood this correctly, the island has been abandoned for years.
0: I thought it was like weeks.
1: I thought it was years.
0: Okay, let's just get into it. The twerps steal a boat as they are wont to do. Right. We should have been keeping an account of how many times they do this because it's a lot. How many times did they build rafts? How many times do they steal boats? But they get to the smaller island and are shocked that the island that was closed off to humans doesn't have any people on it. <laughs> Instead, what it has is a bunch of Electrode. Actually, first they find a Voltorb, which Togepi becomes fast friends with. Super cute. Very cute. It's just the one Voltorb, but all the rest are electrode. And they're all terrified because electrodes explode, which they do. And then a superhero... I know, it's not actually a superhero, but he has a superheroic introduction. It's the man with no name. It
1: is. It's fucking Clint Eastwood.
0: The man with no name, whose name is Poncho.
1: (laughs) Can I make a silly confession? Go for it. Embarrassing confession. You know what my mind immediately jumped to? Yes. Blaziken mask.
0: That's not where my mind jumped to. Oh,
1: okay. I was like, oh shit, it's Blaziken mask. But then I was like, oh wait, this is years in advance.
0: He is Clint Eastwood. He's wearing the man with no name outfit with the poncho. Which is why his name is Poncho, right? He and I guess they kind of tried to make him look like Clint Eastwood. I think he did. It felt like he had pointier hair. His mutton chops were way more Wolveriney.
1: Yeah, I was about to say he's the cross between Clint Eastwood and Wolverine. <laughs>
0: yeah, and you know what? What I loved him.
1: Of course you did. I loved him. Oh, of course I you hyped. did. He was a he was the stereotypical sexy gruff. gruff.
0: He was way cooler than Clint Eastwood ever was. Dirty. Come for me.
1: Yeah, oh boy. Dirty? Kind of this like the unwashed sort of like traveler. Like the dusty, he's road-worn, kind of like, you know.
0: I'll give him a wash.
1: Yeah, like the, the stereotypical cowboy. Yeah. I can get behind that, too.
0: I don't know. I see Clint Eastwood as kind of like a classically handsome type. But this guy's got a, more of a rougher edge to him.
1: Yeah, because he's he's also Hugh Jackman. Well... And we all know how you feel about that. Okay.
0: Shush. Shush. <laughs> anyway.
1: Yes. He's here. Okay, Poncho's
0: here. Poncho smokes 10 packs a day. Yeah. And he sends out 5,000 Pokeballs with Diglett <laughs> from them.
1: Okay, I'm sorry. I have a newfound appreciate. Well, okay, maybe not. But I, I guess I kind of better tolerate the Diglett because of the Wiglet announcement. And so I'm like, oh. I know in 20 years we'll have a wiglet. Okay.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> so, remind me. Did he have a diglet sticking out of the top of his hat?
1: Yes, he did.
0: Okay, that's what I thought.
1: I don't know how that works, but... I don't either. But it's there.
0: I don't... Maybe this man is a diglet, and, like, it just comes through his skull. I don't know.
1: <laughs> Ew!
0: Well, no, he takes the hat off later, so that's not the case. Okay. S- <sighs> this is a multi-tiered cowboy hat. Because the top half has a Diglett in it, and the bottom half has a Pokeball in it. And he balances the Pokeball on his cranium.
1: Is that how it works? Under
0: his hat. I think so.
1: Okay. I'm all. Every time we talk about, like, what's under a Diglett, I can't help but think of the scary Diglett Cthulhu Eldritch Horror underneath the ground thing.
0: And apparently that Cthulhu Eldritch Horror exists in Poncho's hat. So just so you know.
1: Is Poncho the Eldritch Horror? I don't know. Anyway, keep going.
0: All right. All the Diglets kind of come up with holes and the electrodes go into the holes.
1: Diglet fucking dig. Okay.
0: Now, Ash accuses Poncho of being the thief who has come around to loot all these empty storefronts.
1: What a little shit. I can't believe he's accusing <laughs> a grown-ass man.
0: This is like early Ash coming through.
1: Yeah, this is a little, little shit Ash.
0: Mm-hmm. After he just saved them from all the electrodes. Right. They still don't understand why are there no people here.
1: God, they're really dense.
0: I don't know. Maybe it's because of the living bombs that populate the streets. I don't know. All right. So it turns out a scientist on Hamlin Island was doing electrode research. Yes.
1: I'm sorry. I'm interrupting you every five seconds. But the, no, I'm used to it. A, oh, jeez. <laughs> there's a lot to dissect here. I kind of got the episode went a totally different way. But I thought we were gonna get like a big reveal at the end. Because the guy in the flashback, the mad scientist, kind of looked a little bit like Poncho.
0: Oh, shit. So
1: I was like, oh, shit, the big reveal is going to be, and I was that scientist. And now he's trying to, like, right his wrongs and stuff, but we never get that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I got to see the scientist. I'm Hold telling on.
1: you, he kind of looks like.
0: It's going to take me forever to f- pull it up, so I'm not even going to bother. It was Poncho's brother, Loncho. Loncho. Uh, you has to go with Loncho. Honcho. So, the one electrode escaped, and apparently Hamlin Island has perfect reproducing environments for the electrodes, question mark? Uh,
1: what's on the inside of an electrode? Oh, oh my god, I also have another question for you, because I also didn't understand this part. Okay. Let's back up a few minutes, back to the mad scientist Honcho guy. Poncho's explanation is that the scientist man was fucking around with some Voltorb as part of an experiment to get Pokemon to generate electricity. What does that mean exactly?
0: These people must be related to the Magnemite Rancher, who uses the Magnemite to gather up the thunderstorm clouds, which the Orange Islands needs because their power grid goes down all the time, or whatever.
1: But my question is, they already live in a world with electric Pokemon. Was his goal to, like, induce electric generation capabilities in non-electric types because like what the fuck because then i'm like okay well you're already you already have a voltorb in front of you dude and also like electabuzz and pikachu and like you already have this ability so like i don't understand this whole like need to do experiments
0: With visitors and tourists. oh no Yeah, they gotta produce electric power. This guy does not look like Honcho. Yes it does. Honcho, whatever the fuck. No, he does not. Look at this man.
1: Yeah, he does. He, no, he has does not. the same swoopy hair.
0: Okay, let's get let's get a screen grab of him.
1: He absolutely fucking lutely looks like him.
0: He has similar. He has a similar hairstyle in the back.
1: He looks like him.
0: But that guy had grey hair. This is his father.
1: Whatever. Yeah. I feel like there's a familial relation.
0: Everyone on Hamlin Island is related.
1: Oh God. Okay. Just
0: like how all these electrodes are descended from the one Voltorb.
1: Do they like reproduce by budding or something? Like <laughs>
0: <laughs> Okay. So all the electrodes have overrun. They're an invasive species. They reproduce by budding. Yeah. And all the townspeople have fled. The mayor has given has contacted someone from the electrode eliminator roundup committee named Poncho, to get rid of them. And he has a plan. He's gonna use the Diglett to get all the Electrode to go underground and roll them downhill and send them to the other area where there's a big empty pasture field for all the Electrode to go and play. Did you think the Electrode's bouncing happily in the field was the cutest shit you ever seen in your life?
1: It was cute, but I also am curious to know why the Electrode's natural habitat is a field, Like, that doesn't seem to vibe. Like, they're just man-made constructs. Like, I don't know, the Pokédex always says they sprang out of, like, Pokéballs that, like, grew sentience or something. Why is their natural habitat a wide-open, grassy field?
0: Well, maybe the wide-open, grassy field is counterintuitive, and it makes them not breed.
1: It calms them down, I guess. It calms
0: them down, because apparently they're too crowded in the city. Uh, Okay. This
1: field is not any bigger than the city, but okay.
0: We got to get rid of the electrodes. Sure. But unfortunately, some stupid shit happens. Because <laughs> a phone, a landline rings. And Misty's like, oh, I'll get it. Then she answers the phone. It's like, hello, it's Misty. And then she says, okay, Poncho, this phone's for you. I'm like, well, Misty, who the fuck did you think the phone was for?
1: Who do they think they were calling? Like. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, Misty. So Misty wastes everyone's time and gives the phone to Poncho. Right. And the mayor is furious because he's taking too long. And so the mayor has hired... She! What? The
1: mayor is a girl.
0: No, but Poncho's a he. I said he is taking too long. Oh. So the mayor, the female mayor, which we need to point out, is furious because Poncho is taking too long.
1: Yeah, because apparently this has been years of... I don't know. I'm still unclear.
0: I don't think it's been years. It can't have been years. Okay.
1: Maybe I'm misinformed. It's. He says it was years, some years ago, that the experiment started.
0: Right, but maybe now is it's reached critical electrode mass. Right,
1: maybe this is all recently happening.
0: Because all the people had to relocate and they wanted to come back.
1: I want to say it's right. Sorry, I interrupted. That, that's
0: you. untenable. You gotta. Okay, what? <laughs> I
1: interrupted you.
0: <laughs> no, you're, I'm used to it.
1: No, I'm so sorry. I think there's like a lag. So like when you talk and then I talk, it's like sorry. Anyway,
0: the mayor has now hired a trio of no good, do-gooders to get rid of the electrode. No, and do-gooders? guess who those people are? It's Jesse James and Meow. Of course. And oh my god, it's so awful because what? <laughs> what are you laughing at now? Oh, what? No. What now? Oh
1: no. I'm just thinking about you saying, "I'm so used to you interrupting me." And I'm like, "Oh no." I'm
0: so I'm such so a So you sh- interrupted me to inform me of that?
1: <laughs> I'm such a <laughs> shit friend.
0: Hold on, I got to interrupt you real quick. I was just thinking about how I interrupt you. <laughs> Moving <laughs> on. <laughs> oh my god. All right, contain I- your giggles. Okay. Uh, Team Rocket is doing the heinous crime of exploding the electrodes and then scooping them up into their mecha van. Team Rocket is evil for doing this, and the twerps are aghast. And Poncho's like, this is an insult to the electrode shepherding profession, or whatever. Which, more <laughs> info on that, please.
1: But you forgot to mention that they have a mayoral order, and they're completely within their rights to do this.
0: Well they are within their rights to do this for 5 seconds because the twerps look on aghast that they're that this is happening but i think did they did Togepi try to defend Voltorb and then Team Rocket attacked to Togepi
1: Togepi attempts at some point to do metronome and Tracy is a f- giant butthole and is like, no, no, Misty, we've been over this. Togepi's too little. Uh-huh. They are
0: gaslighting her.
1: They are. So- it's. I-, I was honestly disgusted because this has happened so many times. And she's like, no, it was an attack, which it was Splash. The attack was Splash. And then Voltorb bravely rolls out in front of the-, the mecha van and tries to stop them unsuccessfully. And then Togepi then runs out to join Voltorb. And then... That's when all hell breaks loose. I
0: don't know. I missed what exactly the trigger was, but now we're able to attack Team Rocket. Yeah. Okay. I, I so missed we it do.
1: too.
0: <laughs> we attack them with Poncho's Doug trio that he keeps on his head.
1: Wait, did it come out of his hat?
0: Okay, he took off his hat. The Pokeball was all balanced on his skull.
1: Oh! And then he
0: unleashed the hellfire of Doug Trio.
1: Oh my God! I think I might have blacked out during that part because I don't remember it at all. At all. It got
0: really surreal all of a sudden because Team Rocket is sent underground. And then Poncho's like, I know the mayor told me not to do this, and I know that I said it's going to take several days for me to get rid of all these electrodes, and that's the reason why the mayor was tired of my shit in the first place. But you know what? It's the end of the episode, and now I'm just going to get all the electrodes all out of town, all in one fell swoop. Which he does.
1: And how does he do that again?
0: I don't know. He just kind of has all the diglets do his electrode evacuation underground chamber plan and they all go underneath the the tunnels and they all roll downhill deep underground and they all bounce back up to where the field is which was supposed to take days but he did it in three seconds
1: so poncho is like a liar and he's extorting the mayor for money because Mm. apparently this is not taking as long as he claims that it's supposed to take
0: that's too bad because I really like Poncho, but it seems like he's really was stretching out. He must have been paid by the the day or the hour or something. Yeah, if he's a he contractor. trying to stretch it out. Yeah, well, he's
1: probably hourly and his rates, are, you know, are hourly. And so he's like, okay, for X amount of time, you know, at labor cost, and, you know, these amounts of days, okay, it's going to be X amount of money. And every day he's continuing this is more and more money. And that's probably, you know what, honestly, like, at first I was like, oh, the mayor is so unreasonable. Like, I can't believe she's, like, pulling the trigger on this, like extreme plan when poor Poncho's just out there trying to do his damnedest but now i'm like you know what fucking poncho man he's out there taking advantage
0: if it wasn't for the fact that he did this all in an instant
1: that's exactly why
0: he reveals himself in that moment
1: yes but these are a bunch of kids and of course but you know what poncho gets rewarded at the end of it so
0: yeah he got a bonus
1: yeah a bonus
0: so it all evened out in the end anyway
1: and a key to the city
0: Oh, and the key to the city. Is that
1: mm. like a euphemism or something? No. Key to her city. Mayor. Okay. Ooh, um, bounce wow, wow.
0: <laughs> Poncho gets the key to the city after they relocate all the electrodes.
1: Key to the city. <laughs>
0: he puts his key in the mayor's city. <laughs> and Togepi has to say goodbye to its new Voltorb friend, which Togepi pitches a fit about. But Voltorb sadly decides to walk, to bounce away. And did you notice Voltorb's voice changed?
1: <laughs> yeah, it did.
0: I guess they ran out of Voltorb clips because (laughs) suddenly Voltorb has a different voice as it leaves.
1: Was it like a, oh, the Voltorb audio file got corrupted? So like, Bill, we needed to get into the booth and like do a Voltorb voice.
0: Oh my gosh. I wonder who exactly it was.
1: I just, I'm so curious now about like how that came to happen.
0: I guess it hit Voltorb puberty. Aw. And now it's the next day. Everyone's back now. Everyone came back overnight. Right. Right. Because see, they were all ready to go. They were all lined up with all their stuff. So that's why they needed to be done now.
1: How is the whole city not collapsing in on itself after all those holes were dug underneath the city?
0: That's what happened after the twerp sleeve. Oh, okay. That Okay, I take it back. Poncho was actually right. He was supposed to take several days to relocate these electrode, But because he did it all in one time without refilling in the crevices after he dug them... What happened is the foundation of the city was destroyed (laughs) and everything collapsed within 24 hours.
1: Is that what happened to the city in Electric Tail? Is that like where the ruinous city that was like underwater? I think I choose to believe it was this town.
0: And Poncho strikes again. It was Poncho.
1: Yep. We now know what happened.
0: Poncho is Melanie's father.
1: (laughs) Goddamn. (laughs)
0: <laughs> okay, anyway, the varied Pallet Town's running now, and they're all gonna go to Pallet Town, and Ash is like, Poncho, come with us to Pallet Town!
1: Yeah, my mom's lonely.
0: Uh, I want a new daddy! You're way hotter than Professor Oak!
1: I mean, not Electric Tail Professor Oak, but our Professor Oak.
0: But Poncho will not be going with them to Pallet Town. Understandably so. Yeah. And now poncho waves them goodbye with an adios, amigos the twerps aboard the Palatown ferry and so does jigglypuff oh yeah because we had to remember that jigglypuff following them right from region to region sure the end
1: wow that was an adventure i'm kind of sad actually now that i think about it because i'm like oh no our time in the orange islands is coming to a close that
0: was our last orange island
1: i know gosh aren't you sad
0: I'm too excited for Johto to be sad.
1: You're excited for the Mareep Village and the Sunflora Festival and all the other bullshit that we get.
0: Wobbuffet Town.
1: Zatu Town. Oh my god. Actually, you know what? I take that back. I'm excited for Zatu Town.
0: I'm excited for Dunsparce Town.
1: Oh boy. I can't wait. Oh my god. These
0: are all real towns. Okay.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. let's, Let's, before we get too carried away, let's talk about our MVP and LVPs.
0: Okay, and I guess I go first this time. Sure, go for it. My MVP will be Poncho, because he was hot. Right. By, by not really, I'm not sexually attracted to Poncho. Oh my god! Okay, I just want to clarify, I'm not one of those people. No shame in that, but that's not me. Mm, okay. If he was real, he'd be hot. How about that?
1: He was a real person.
0: Okay, anyway.
1: It's what he represents that you find attractive. Exactly. The Got raw
0: it. masculinity. Sure. Okay, LVP, I, I guess... Ah, geez, I don't even know. The LVP will be the mayor for giving him the bonus and key to the city that he didn't deserve. Right. I'm with Poncho, but I'm also against Poncho.
1: He has his flaws.
0: My town, my town, my (laughs) quote, (laughs) my quote will be when the twerps are confronted with a bunch of electrode, the wind blows over a sign. Like, a posted sign post, like, for a coffee shop or something. And Ash says, that's a bad sign. And then all the electrodes start exploding.
1: Oh, that's punny, Ash. Okay, um, let's see. I'm gonna give my MVP to... Wait, what did you say again? Poncho. Oh, um, Voltorb. Aw. Because Voltorb was super cute. It kind of made me appreciate Voltorb. And... I feel like Voltorb deserves more. I mean, we kind of got the we got the Voltorb form in Legends Arceus. That was really cute. Like the wooden ones. That was cute. But I think that Voltorb needs more
0: forms. They could have like a great ball Voltorb. I guess right? it's shiny Voltorb.
1: Well, it's blue. Uh, anyway. Anyway. Yeah. So MVP Voltorb. LVP, I'm going to say Electrode. Oh. Because <laughs> it just, the whole episode... Like, it, if you took a shot every time they said the word electrode in this episode, you'd be dead.
0: Let's try that out.
1: Oh, God, please no. Yeah, literally every other word was electrode. It was too much, electrode. Um, Okay, quote, I'm going to give it to Ash when he says, they pull out Dexter. Dexter reads the Pokedex entry, I think. And Ash says, the bomb ball, because that's what Dexter calls it. The bomb ball? They're even scarier than the Voltorbar. Don't worry, Misty. Just don't sneeze or move around or even breathe.
0: I had that written down too. <laughs> Double Ash quotes.
1: Yeah, he had some good zingers this episode.
0: Well, that's it for this episode.
1: Yeah, that wasn't so bad. You know what? For a final Orange Islands League episode, it wasn't bad. It was cute. Oh, and nobody mentioned the, um. I thought for sure you'd mention Ash what he said at the very beginning where he couldn't wait to get back to his mom's deep dish chili pizza pot pie.
0: Yeah, that had very Ace Attorney vibes to it.
1: In what way?
0: Let's go get hamburgers, Nick. <laughs> not not the ramen that I'm clearly more interested in because I'm Japanese.
1: What about the jelly donuts?
0: What about the jelly donuts?
1: I don't understand why like American dubs just can't be real with kids and be like, Yeah, here's this, like, traditional Japanese dish that we're going to go eat. Like, is it that shocking or hard for kids to understand? Like, I I never... I don't understand that. Just fucking call it a rice ball. Like, it doesn't matter.
0: Oh, wait till they start digitally editing out the rice balls.
1: (sighs) Why would they do this?
0: All right. Next week, Jacob may or may not be returning.
1: Please, Jacob, come back.
0: (laughs) Jacob, return. And we will be covering a tense situation... And the Rivalry Revival.
1: And these are the final two episodes of season two, right?
0: No, we're in season three, baby.
1: Well, according to Pokemon TV.
0: Yes. According to the retroactive seasons that we pretend are real. Yes. Yes.
1: The finality of the Orange Island saga.
0: Yes. Which takes place in Ballot Town.
1: Oh, I'm so sad. I always get this sort of like sad nostalgia every time we come to the end of like a saga or like we're not even at the end yet i know but i don't know i just have this whole like oh no it's ending anyway so that was that that was fun that was fun not bad not a bad group of episodes yeah next week hopefully jacob will return to us and we'll have to catch him up on all of the stuff that's happened because i'm not really sure if he's read the manga
0: jacob's not gonna read the manga okay
1: anyway (laughs) it's worth a read i will say it's worth a read all right, well, thank you all for joining us. As always, we're glad you spent some time with us this week. We'd love if you'd reach out to us on our social medias. Like Austin said at the beginning of this whole thing, our email is pan at gmail.com. Again, pan at gmail.com. Or follow us on Twitter at outofdryingpan. That is outofdryingpan. And we will see you all next week as the journey continues!